Yo, what's up, guys? This is Donald, aka Dbot, aka Dragabeats. Just checking in. I uh, haven't recorded anything in like months. Um, and really, it's because I've been really, really busy um, with this news podcast. Um, I started working on that in October of 2021. I want to say October, November. I want to. I want to remember that's when I started uh, meeting up with the team and and, and kind of getting a flow for what the show is going to be about and kind of get caught up to date with the show, um, mixing the pilot episode and then having them submit it and then seeing the approval and then finally getting into mixing it, which um, was really fun. So yeah, so it was a lot of fun uh, working with Megan and Eric, Marina, Emma, Kyle, and the new intern Bruno. I think that it was a challenge for me. I've never worked on a narrative podcast. Um, honestly, like I, I definitely have mixing history, like mixing the West Box score, then mixing for Blue Wire with the Bronx Pinstripes. Shout out to Scott and Andrew. Um, mixing Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Shout out to Chris Van Vliet. Um, and mixing two-way podcasts like those shows, um, which are sports shows or sports kind of like fans tend to listen to them was a different experience um it's basically just two people talking um chris has like over 10 years 10 plus years of experience as an interviewer i mean the guy has like four emmys so you would just send me the interviews and i did not have to touch them whatsoever in terms of like editing the interview out or or anything unless he let unless he lets he lets me know ahead of time he'll be like hey there's something that cut out and we had to pause and reset. So outside of that, I'm really not touching the interview whatsoever. But then uh, same thing with the Bronze Pink Stripes guys. I think they've been doing their show for like five years now, I want to say, uh, maybe more. Um, and then the, both of those guys already have a flow. So same same thing too. They'll, they'll just send me the, the audio and I basically just clean it up, um, make sure there's no pops, no mouth noises, uh, minimize a lot of the noise in the background, things like that. Um, so it, it's fairly easy, you know, I, I put the music in the beginning and then fade it down. They come in with the interview or the conversation and then we do the mid-roll break, which is where they stop for a mid-roll uh, advertisement um, that gets dynamically inserted. And then after that, um, continue the conversation, then start fading the music up towards the end of the conversation. And then uh, it kind of, you know, ends with music at the end, uh, the build up music. And that's it. And uh, roughly uh, a show, th those two shows, because I already have templates placed and I already have um, things that I already do with the processing with Isotope, um, it, it, it takes me like a good hour at most to turn one around. Um, again, because both those shows don't really ask for me to edit anything. Like I'm not doing any sort of editorial changes to it. Um, it's very rare if I do. And it's mainly my call on like, hey, you know what? I think this just sounds better if you just took out the so and just started with the conversation instead of, you know, those little continual words that people use in conversation. Like, so what do you mean? Da, 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 or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. You know how people always say, yeah, all the time when someone ends their piece on the statement. He's like, yeah, I agree with that. So um, things like that, I'll, I'll see if it makes sense to, to cut that off for the sake of the advertisement break going in and the conversation sounding more of like a reset as opposed to a uh, a continuation. So yeah, so uh, just been busy with this news podcast. Um, it was twelve episodes. 
We did, I believe four of them were uh, celebrity interviews, which include Rosario Dawson, big boy of Outkast, not big boy, the radio guy here. Though I would have been either or. I'm a huge fan of both. But I know every time I told people, oh yeah, big boy, they'd be like, oh, the, the radio guy. And like, no, no, big boy from Outkast, um, the, the award-winning Southern rap group. Um, so he was on, he gave a lot of good gems, a lot of good insight, a lot of good info, a lot of wisdom that he has. Um, so him, Otsko Kotska, who's like a pretty well-known up-and-coming comedian. Um, it's kind of interesting because I don't even know if the term up and coming makes sense with her because she has a following that basically already solidifies her in this space, um, in the comedy space. Um, she does stand up. She's really good at stand up. And then um, if you follow her on Instagram and TikTok and stuff like she's really fun. She has a lot of a lot of um, a lot of bits that she does. And I think she's understood. She's understood how to play that game of knowing that uh, social media is more bit driven and just kind of making sure you get the good bits or, you know, whatever highlights you had in your stand up, you you kind of post them there. And she does a good job of, of building up that following, which it's an interesting conversation to have because sometimes you try to figure out like, oh, like, what does it mean to be great at whatever it is that you want to pursue in your life? Um, given that social media is a huge part of it, right? Like you have social media, you open up your Facebook, you open up your Twitter account, Instagram, what have you, and you try to build a following. That's kind of the name of the game of every social media. I mean, it's very rare that maybe someone's just like, hey, I don't want to build a following. I just want to kind of keep up with my friends and family. And, and those people exist. And that's great. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, really. I think it's all about, you know, social media. It's about being social or whatever. Um, it's about just being social. So I think that that's usually the case for uh, people that have like nine to fives and they're just kind of happy with what they're doing and they don't see themselves being like a brand or any sort of character online. Um, but then there's other people, uh, circles that I tend to rub elbows with, which are creative people um, that tend to, you know, want to build this, uh, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever and build it up to raise awareness of whatever it is they're doing, whether they're DJing, whether they are making beats, whether they are rapping, whether they're comedians, um, whether they're filmmakers as well, photographers. I got a lot of photography friends. Um, I have a lot of DJ friends. Um, and now I'm starting to see it in, in other spaces too. Like uh, jump into the financial space and you see like real estate type influencers that are giving you like tips and tricks on real estate and how to get your first home and you got the investor person who's like, hey, this is what I would do if I had a paycheck every two weeks um, and how to navigate through that. Um, and everyone's just trying to figure out their lane in whatever space they want to uh, occupy. Um, and I think that it's it's cool. And I feel like when with Otsuko, it's kind of like she knows the name of the game when it comes to social media. So so seeing her following is just is pretty impressive because it's like she knows how to play it really well. Um, and then on top of uh, Asuka Okatsuka, we have uh, Margaret Cho, who, um, if you don't know, obviously she's like one of the first, if not the first, uh, Asian-American stand-up comedian um, that made it big. Like, she's pretty, she's, she's very legendary. Um, and, you know, she came on and gave us a lot of wisdom. It's crazy to see, like, uh, she highlighted this video um, with her and Sam Rockwell because they went to the same high school together. And she talked about how, like, it's kind of interesting that her and Sam Rockwell were like, you know, 
high school friends that did like a lot of this Broadway improv comedy stuff. And then uh, she went on to do be a big comedian, you know, had her own show and and did stand up and is very successful at it. Right. Like if she does a books a show anywhere, it's going to get full. And then Sam Rockwell went on to like have an acting career where he uh, I first remember him in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie because that's one of my favorite childhood movies for sure was the first Ninja Turtles live action movie. And he was there. We didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. But then, you know, then he did a bunch of other films that that eventually got him really famous. And I think he got an Oscar. If I'm not wrong. I believe he got an Oscar. So I think he does have one. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's really cool to see that. So uh, Margaret Cho, Big Boy of Outcast, uh, Asuka Okatsuka, and Rosario Dawson, who obviously, you know, is going to be on the Star Wars show. So Rosario was really cool, too. She's super, like, you know, very, like, Afro-Latina and um, very uh, conscious about our planet and climate. And I think that it's really cool to see her kind of be somewhat of an activist in Hollywood. Um, she, she she does a good job of just like letting you know that it's like yes I know that I'm doing like a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars series I should say for Disney Plus um, and I've been in all these films that people know me and, and love me and I'm pretty famous but I also like care about our planet and I care about people so um, she'd give a lot of good insight about taking care of her family you know because her family is like immigrant and, and, and how they came over and just you know having to build up and, and try to achieve the American dream and just how she with her success has been able to make things a little easier for her family members I remember her mentioning that she's covering dental costs for some family members because they can't afford it and she can and and, and it, she feels it's, it's her duty to do so because she has a means to provide that so that was pretty cool to see um that was pretty cool to hear uh so yeah uh those are really cool fun interviews with celebrities and then yeah then the other episodes of snooze were uh the people who actually went on to achieve the goal that they let us know that they wanted to achieve so we had people like gerardo on who um wanted to apply to rupaul's drag race that was pretty cool to see um so obviously it was his dream to apply to this show with rupaul and um he talks about identity he talks about growing up latino and then coming out um, and how hard that was because obviously he still faced rejection from his family and um, just having to navigate through that, like trying to be an adult and live your life and trying to achieve what you want to accomplish while also understanding that there's this like kind of, I don't know, from what I got from it, a lot of this stuff is like my opinion or like basically how I saw it happening um, or how I interpret what was being said. But it felt like to me like he um, wanted to uh, like there's unfinished business in the family is kind of what it feels like. And and I think for anybody who's been in that predicament, like they know what that feels like. Um, It just feels like there's unresolved things Um, and you just never know when they're going to get resolved, to be honest. I think sometimes you navigate through life and you try to figure it out. But I think it's always tough because... Um, we can only do so much and not everybody has this great American upbringing the way you see it on TV Um, so uh, it was really interesting hearing his story and just wanting him to you know just seeing him overcome the obstacles that he you know faced which a lot of it is mental 
And yeah, I think that Emma did a great job. She she did this dope track in the middle where it was like the snooze theme. Um, not the snooze theme, but it was uh, called uh, the snooze race uh, theme song. Kind of like Haru Paul's Drag Race has a theme song. And uh, she really killed it with her production on that. She she built the whole beat and layered some vocals on it. And it's its own song. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like if we had if we had a soundtrack for snooze, we definitely have to include that song in there. Um, and yeah, it was really cool hearing his story, hearing Gerardo's story on how he overcame, you know, just being able to apply. Because that's all it was. He just needed to apply. It's, it's not about whether he got in or not. I mean, we, we don't go that far. Because if that's the case, then we're really waiting a long time. And, and we, the thing is, is that like the mental obstacle is him just applying. So that was really cool. Um, Sarah's story was really great, too. That one kind of hit close to home for me because... I also grew up as a Christian myself, and I know what that's like to grow up in a very Christian, conservative environment to the point where, like, you feel like um, you're trying to live your life and navigate through it, and, and, and you like what you like. You have your taste in things, and sometimes your taste in things doesn't align with the uh, faith in terms of, like, the people there and the society there. Um, they don't necessarily agree with you, so... Um, I think that it was really cool to hear her story as a pastor's child wanting to put her video up on Instagram Reels, I believe, or, or TikTok, one of the two. Um, so uh, she wanted to do that because um, she wanted because she has a voice to sing and she can sing and she's a really good singer. Um, but she's been scared about posting videos of the music that she sings because, you know, she's a pastor's kid. So she, she's going to she feels that she's going to get scrutinized for the fact that she's singing all the secular music and, and it's not something you're supposed to do. So that that I, the reason I say that one hits home is because I grew up as a Christian too and I, I make music and I make beats on the side and I, and I work with rappers that necessarily don't do Christian rap, even though Christian rap is a genre that exists. Um, I've never, I've never dabbled with Christian rappers. Um, and, and it's mainly because I haven't really came across some good ones to, to want to collaborate with, to be to be honest like now i know some dope christian rappers you know but like i'm 36 now and and back when i was 25 it would have been i feel like to me personally probably would have been a little bit more helpful because i was really in the weeds of it and really was trying to like get it you know make it happen but now i'm more patient and whatnot so hopefully i get to work with them in the future um i'm totally open to that but i do get the the stigma of like wanting to do music or trying to be a musician um, and then having this huge church influence behind you that um, pretty much kind of dictates how you navigate through life and dictates how you perceive things in life. Like a lot of churches here in America, American Christianity in general, um, it can be very strict. Like it's, it's very rare that you meet like a progressive Christian, um, someone that just understands that like life is life and that if you want to pursue a career, um, that's not in the church or doesn't really align with that, um, that it's always going to be a challenge because your only friends, your family, they've always been these people in this building. And now you're going to have to figure out how do you make friends outside of that. And and, and 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 the thing is, they put it in your mind like, yo, like there's these outside influences that you have to be careful and make sure they don't influence you. So it just goes really deep down the line like you start thinking about like oh what if they have me drinking and i become a drunk or what if you start doing drugs and all that because that's how they that's the stuff that gets put in your head like 
Instead of building you up as a person to have confidence and to be a leader and to be like, yo, like I'm going to be a positive influence to others. They make it feel like, oh, no, no, you're not going to be strong enough to influence anybody. If anything, the world's going to influence you. And then it becomes this weird back and forth where this is why people end up just leaving the church and why they end up just doing what they want to do. And if it means never talking to their congregants, you know, families or whatever, then they just don't do that. And uh, it's really sad because I feel there's a happy medium and uh, a lot of people just don't ever reach it. Um, and it's very rare. Like I said, it's really rare if you meet like a Christian that that, that tends to understand that life is life. Um, and that you're meant to enjoy things here on earth. Um, and until the day comes that you're no longer here, then then you go. And, you know, in your heart, you should just know what your relationship with God is and, and how that, that how strong that is for you. So um, not here to judge or anything. And, and I think that that's just how things should be perceived, in, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, don't want to dwell too much on on that uh sarah did a good job she posted this video her song and on top of that her dad ended up playing the guitar which was pretty cool it was a pretty cool reveal if you haven't watched it um if you have you know what i'm talking about if you haven't watched it i'm sorry i just spoiled the ending for you um but i'm hoping you aren't really listening to this for that reason uh, i'm hoping you already listened to snooze um but yeah it was really cool it was a lot of fun um as far as for me as a mixer like i learned a lot about um just like uh working with a team that has a specific sound that they want in mind and how you help make that sound come to life right um like i said working with the blue wire guys it's very it's the same thing like it's just they shoot me the audio i know how to put it together flip it and then post it um because of the information being more dated uh it's like we have to just do these quick turnarounds um but with snooze it was different a lot of these episodes are evergreen if not the whole season i believe is evergreen um so like you can listen to this show like a year or two from now it's still gonna make sense it's gonna be relevant um and i think that uh because of it we had to treat it with more care and tenderness so i got to experiment and use a lot of different plugins that i normally wouldn't um in this uh, in this whole series and it was really a lot of fun um getting to play with that and just piecing it together um and then like I, I remember Megan just giving me really good feedback on how she wants her voice to sound and I just made sure that's how I sounded um when I mix a podcast like how I'm gonna mix this one right now that you're hearing it's completely different than the way I did snooze for sure because um like for example one thing let's take a technical thing like I'm not big on room noise like I don't really care for room noise I'd rather not have it like i'd rather just i want everything to sound like it's in a in a in a in a perfectly like isolated studio you know um and megan because of her background in podcasting like narrative podcasting i should say um she understands the value of room noise and how that tends to uh emote a feeling and emote like um it emotes like a certain feeling that you have like there's there's something like about this tone that makes sense to have in the episode and, and when she's doing narrations and everything because um again it's a documentary so it, it it gives it more of a film feeling at least to me um so 
things like that I learned and um, I got to experiment with some plugins. I mean, Waves have some amazing stuff. I mainly just use the Waves Gold Bundle. Um, but yeah, Waves has some amazing stuff that really just um, helps in getting a lot of that stuff out there. A lot of plugins now have such an analog vibe to it. So uh, introducing noise to your mix is, is not that hard now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I ended up, uh, for her vocals, I ended up using the Waves H Comp, which is a hybrid compressor. And I would have the analog button up to number two. And I basically introduced a little bit of noise into her vocals. Um, and then I would EQ it with the uh, F6 uh, floating uh, dynamic band EQ. Um, and then I like cleaned up a lot of her audio through Isotope RX. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, and that was mainly a big, pretty much the big part of the EQ compression that I used. And then some of them, depending on the feeling, I would try to bring something out of it. Like uh, I believe in episode one, there's a part where uh, she's on a treadmill and then there's a heartbeat. And the thing is we have a heartbeat like sound effect, right? That is just already there. And I would use like the vocal doubler from Isotope to thicken it and to make it sound like like it's a little bit wider happening. So you felt it because I felt with the heartbeat sound, it's just like a... And you don't really hear that. You mostly feel it, um, which is like what bass sounds are like in general. Uh, bass, you tend to feel it more than you hear it. So I heard it and I felt it a little bit, you know, but then I thought like, what if I brought it out to life a little bit more? And then that's what we did. And um, there's this other scene where she sounds all confused and she asked me like, can you make me sound confused? So I was able to apply the a delay plugin. I believe it was a CLA delay from Waves and the Reaver plugin. I think it was the, no, I think the CLA has the both reverb and delay on it. Um, so I used one of those and uh, I think I ended up using the H delay as well to ping pong it a little bit like a slight ping pong So it's like left and right. So it kind of sounds a little kind of like I wanted to make it as as kind of You know, like when you're spinning around with your head like kind of give it that feeling um, how it sounds are coming uh, from all different sides at least so um, little things like that and honestly the feedback that I got from a lot of friends was just like yo this sounds like an audio documentary this sounds like I'm watching a film at least that's the feedback I got for every episode so I guess we did it we, we did it the way I, I think that uh, we, were, we intended to do it because I remember having that conversation with Eric and Megan and they were just like yeah we're basically making an audio documentary and Megan was really big on you know she sees audio as 3D I want I see audio as 3D she said and we got to make this very three-dimensional as possible. So um, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. But yeah, that was why I haven't been doing any sort of uh, podcasting or anything. I know I've hit up a couple people that I've told them like months ago, like, hey, like I might want to have a conversation about so and something so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, I think that's my idea for the future. I I'd want to develop, if time permits it, because um, time is the most valuable, you know, thing that we have on this earth um if time permits it i definitely want to start like a podcast series or i talk to creative people and we talk about just what it's like to navigate through life creatively um balancing you know living here or living in this world in general because i'm sure some of them are not going to be just americans um 
and just kind of like how hopefully it inspires other creative people to not give up if if this is the lane that you see yourself be in and by creative people i mean all types i'm just not limiting it to music but i definitely want to get like some beat makers on some producers some djs some rappers some singers um i want to get like people who do art you know um whether they're drawing graffiti whether they're working in like uh, some sort of post-production space company whether they're doing video audio sound design i want to get some people who do sound design um all types of creative people from different backgrounds photographers filmmakers um you know i just want to be able to have these conversations because i think we all are running in these lanes that um i mean to be fair they're not the most lucrative and i think they're not meant to be lucrative um I was seeing a tweet by somebody, I forgot what the guy's name was on Twitter, and and he said, my passion was photography, but my strength was computer science. And computer science paid me $109,000 a start. So his point was that he went with computer science because it got him to be financially independent faster, to the point where now, I guess if you wanted to do photography, he can, it's very optional. Um, and I think that's that's a conversation worth having of like following your passion and how do you navigate through all that? Um, because I know we all have these conversations in our heads about um, maybe putting a pause on the things that we like doing, whether it's creating podcasts, whether it's making a mix, whether it's making beats, whether it's uh, filming a short film or going somewhere, uh, you know, that has good photography, like, a you know, Yosemite or something or what have you. Um, I know photographers always think about travel because they want to take their camera places and, and, and capture moments. And I feel like you think of all these things, but then you think about, like, you know, how much it costs and, you know, whether it's worth it and what's the return on investment on all that. And I think I think I can come up with good conversations with people. And I think there's people out there who probably have things to say that are worth recording and publishing and having other people get the message. So that's my hope for this podcast series that I want to create eventually, if time permits, um, being able to book people because I know I would have to book them, record them and then edit them. Um, might have to I might want to do it like as a limited series thing where like maybe it's in seasons, maybe like six to eight episodes, season one type of thing. Uh, not too 100 percent sure yet, but that's definitely um, something I want to do um, and just kind of seeing like how creative people navigate life you know, doing what they're doing, whether they are doing it full-time, whether they're doing it part-time, how are they keeping themselves in it? Um, and just like all the mental barriers that you go through and, and what you feel like, you know, um, there's people who, who end up having families down the line and, and that also becomes a thing where now they can't do it because they have to raise a child or something. And I think that that's worth having conversations about and how you navigate through all that. Um, and then there's other people who make so much money that they're like, hey, I don't really think I want to do, you know, this thing that I thought I was going to be doing um, as a passion, whether it's rapping or whatever. And now they're just having overly lucrative careers on in other places. Um, and then there's, there's those who don't make enough money and they're just like, you know, I don't know if I could ever, you know, be a real photographer or a full time photographer, I should say, because um, I don't think... Uh, I need to make sure I, I, you know, have my day job and I can't quit my day job, things like that. And uh, I'm not getting paid enough in my day job. So I don't know. I'm just thinking about all the things that we can dive into that I think are worth having 
discussions about. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if this happens. I, I definitely have that as a goal. Um, I definitely need to kind of sit down and kind of flesh it out and write it down and, and make sure it's measurable, you know, smart goals, uh, specific, measurable, um, attainable. Um, I know T was time, meaning like you can do it in a time. I forgot what the R was. I can't think of it right now. I'm literally just like staring at a microphone in Adobe Audition as I'm recording this, by the way. So I have no notes on me. This is literally 100% ad lib uh, off the top of the dome. But uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there because I'm already recording it to 35 minutes and I still need to edit it. So hopefully I can get it down to like 30 minutes or so or below that. Don't want it to be a huge conversation or, you know, I don't want it to drag too long or me making a whole bunch of unnecessary points. Um, Cause I feel like I can't do that. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk soon, guys. Uh, stay tuned to this feed. The There's this podcast feed. It is a random feed. It's supposed to be random. It's supposed to be just a bunch of different things coming out at once. And uh, not at once, but you know what I mean? Like every now and then, just different ideas, jot, jotting them down like as a scratch pad or so, something like that, that, you know, is an actual podcast feed. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'll give you guys an update. Um, my next project will be Wild Season 2 with Eric Lindo for LA Studios. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I know we'll be having meetings and all that stuff. And uh, maybe I'll share my experience with that too when whenever we're done with that. Uh, uh, and then we'll see when it comes out. Uh, I don't have anything definite yet, but we'll be on the lookout. I'll be on the lookout. Hopefully you are too. And other than that, I'll see you guys later. Peace.